Coming up, we're talking about the first original house for Halloween Horror Nights. Plus, we're taking you to Universal Orlando for the grand, grand opening of Fast and Furious Supercharged. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 172 of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Uh, hello, Rhino. Welcome here to the studio for this show. Thank you. Okay. So, yes, we have quite a little bit of to talk about here, and when I mean quite a little bit, I don't mean that in the sarcastic sense of, <laughs> we got a little bit to talk about, so strap in. It's going to be... It's going to be hours. No. Oh, bless Sorry. you. I mean this as in uh, we uh, just have a short discussion to get to and then a little bit of the in-park fun here. So uh, it's not going to be the most exciting episode in the world, but it will be another episode. And I think that is all that matters. And I'm excited because something happened last week while we were in California that I never expected to happen. And that was the announcement of the first original house for Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. which that is, at least since I've been doing this, uh, I cannot remember an instance where a house, an original house was released this early on into the game. It's, you know, usually they try to build up the hype right away with, with all the intellectual properties, the big ones that they want to push, the ones that are going to start getting you excited and so for an original to be announced right out the gate, right after Stranger Things, and not even that much time between, I'd, uh, I would have to go back to look at the date. that, that what, what date was the Stranger Things announcement? April 3rd. Yeah, so not even, not even a full month between those two. And, and we have the first house that is original. And this was revealed on the... Universal Orlando official blog, of course, as as it usually is, and the house is a Dead Exposure Patient Zero. So, Dead Exposure, a Dead Exposure Patient Zero. I'm just gonna <clears throat> probably fumble that over and over again. Is the second time that a Dead Exposure house has been at Halloween Horror Nights. So there there was a Dead Exposure house. Back in, I believe the year was the right bold year of 2008. So it is, it's been oh, 10 geez. years. I didn't even think about that. Yes, you have an update. No, I, I'm reading, I was trying to find the 2008, the description of the house back then. And the I just read the description of this house. And it sounds terrifying. Well, do you want to read it? Well, it says the military is forcing those not affected into quarantine and a vaccination is being given. It's the only chance to ward off the sickness, but there are major side effects, blindness. And I'm like, oh, God, are you going to be in a really, 
I'm assuming that... So it says, you'll be lost in the darkness as the undead hunt you. An attack can come from anywhere. You don't have to remember the original house to understand this single truth. They will find you. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh. Who's yeah. I'm assuming this is going to be like a pitch black house. Like, not Vin Diesel pitch black. <laughs> no, it, it does sound like it's going to be very dark. So uh, part of that, too, was... Uh, this time, it's going to be in the middle of Paris in 1982. The City of Lights has gone dark as the chaos spreads. Unchecked hordes of vicious, flesh-eating undead are swarming the streets. So, uh, I would assume that there has to be a little bit of a, a little bit of lightness in here. Otherwise, I don't know why they would put in the effort to say, "Well, you know, this is this is in Paris." So in a specific time of year, uh, not a specific time of year, but uh, a specific year, say in Paris in 1982. So I, I do agree with you. I think I think there is going to be a certain darkness to it. Then that could add it. Uh, that could add in a very terrifying element. But I love that wanna, it's. Oh, sorry. Did you want me to tell you the description of the original house? It, when I finish my thought. Okay. I'm finished. Okay. Um, it says, Dead Exposure was one of eight haunt, uh, haunted houses that was featured during the Halloween Horror Nights, Reflections of Fear. Um, it was the house brought guests through the last photographs of Charlie McPherson as he moved through a city full of zombies. Um, it was located in the sprung tent, too. The house featured strobe lights timed to camera clicks to simulate photographs. Wow. So it seems like they're kind of playing on Because I was just thinking it was going to be a strobe effect in the new one to make you blind. And now yeah. I'm thinking they're going. So I'm thinking they're going to use a similar effect like this. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like it, it could be something that they're using. But I, I think this is a nice fresh take on zombies. Obviously, uh, it's we had The Walking Dead for years and years and years, and that just it got very old. And you know, zombies are just. I don't want to say such a classic horror element because really, uh, you know, zombies weren't super popularized until night of the living dead so uh, you know we're talking still relative history in a sense but when when i think of scary elements like vampires uh monsters i always i include zombies in that too so to to be able to include that which is such a terrifying thing to so many people i, I think that is a a big plus so uh, the only unfortunate part is like i know with this as soon as it's zombies my wife will not go into it she is she is afraid of things that she believes can uh, supernatural things that have some sort of plausibility and coming true so you know she could sit back and watch a horror movie where a man axes down his entire family, and she'll just be like, oh, you know, that's scary, but it's it could happen. And then as soon as you put on a ghost story or zombie, it's like, no, 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 that really could happen. It's like, okay, you might you might want to rethink some things one time, but I'm not going to say too much more because I don't know if she'll watch this. And if she does, I hope she knows how much I love her. But uh, the next part of this that has me extremely excited because uh, we talked about it, I don't remember, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, on our show, when we had a brief discussion about the the rumor that uh, potentially um, Lost Boys could be coming 
to Halloween Horror Nights. And, you know, we threw out the, the idea that with the whole 80s theme of it and that with Stranger Things, Lost mm-hmm. Boys, if It Happens, uh, I think one of the, the points I brought up was on the on the original houses as well as for not just for the original houses but also with something perhaps like American Horror Story that could throw it up but the fact that it's taking place in Paris 1982 right there that just adds one extra yeah one extra sign that <clears throat> things could be in the 80s with it so again I don't know if they just set that time to help fit in the story but how do you feel about this house? You excited about yeah. it? Oh, well, reading more about how they did the original one makes me very excited for how they're going to do the new one because it talks about that most of the house was in darkness except for the first and the last room and that they did this like camera flash thing with like black light paint to reveal that it would like highlight parts of the people. Um I don't know. So it sounds it sounds cool. I don't really care for I'm over zombies, but um <clears throat> Zombies and vampires. We're getting them every year, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's all that we know. But I like the idea of I like how Halloween Horror Nights can create a story and it kind of can keep going for the Uber fans. So you know, I'm sure there's people out there who have gone every year or have been going for like the last 15 years even, and they'll be like, I remember this house. Like, and I don't know. It's kind of that sequel or prequel or whatever idea is just really interesting to me. Yeah, I do love it for that element, too, that since I'm my time at Halloween Horror Nights, I mean, it's, it's getting on to the point now where I've been attending the event for eight, seven or eight years. I don't remember the actual number. But so it, it's getting to the point now where I, I have already seen some sequel houses where I've also done the original. But now I think I'm starting to get some of the distance across where there eventually might be sequels to some of the original houses that I really loved. Yeah. Like uh, one of the ones, I don't know if you ever got to do it, but uh, it was the Edgar Allan Poe house. No, Nevermore. Like that was, that house was just absolutely incredible. And so I, I start to get excited thinking, well, you know, it's been five, six years since that house was around Maybe at some point they'll do they'll do another sequel to it or, and or do a sequel to it and it'll get going. So I, I like even though it isn't as original in a sense because it is just a, a sequel or another side of the story. Uh, it keeps that hope alive for the Halloween Horror Nights fans who come back every single year and they're hoping to to get to relive one of the houses that they loved before but just just with a different twist and and, and I like that. I don't after doing American uh American Werewolf in London, I don't think I ever want to see them repeat a house completely because that it just kind of did fall flat. So the, what you're saying is you want an American Werewolf in Paris. Yes, I want mm. that. But I I just I, I don't ever want to see Halloween Horror Nights completely redo a house ever again. I'm I'm sure I probably said it at some point in time where I said they need to do this house over. But right now, as of today, I don't want to see that. I'm all for sequels, though. So another exciting update to the story, though. I just read the walkthrough of the original house, and it 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 was it's actually pretty cool because it's like as you go through, it's like the camera clicks that reveal the scares and. And so everything's supposed to look like photos and pictures, and you're walking through Charlie's, this guy, this photographer's experience on yep. this night. And, you know, at the end, spoiler alert, well, it's it's 10 years old, so 
he's being like the last camera click is him being torn apart on the table in the last room and then like the last zombie that scares you is charlie and i'm like oh that's cool i don't and then it says the it says mystery tie-in it says the charlie mcpherson in this house was a parallel version of the one who went to see dr mary agna who for treatment uh the charlie in the backstory was seeing ghoulish images every time his flashbulb went off apparently the same things that his counterpart was photographing i don't understand i don't know what that is in reference to but i'm wondering like people should maybe read up on this because i bet there will be like some nods and stuff to this for sure I don't know. So that gets me. I'm very excited for that sort of thing. One of those, like, I wonder as we go through this original house, it, like, repute, repeat viewings will reveal more, like, Easter oh, eggs and stuff like that. I, I'm absolutely sure that'll be the case. So this this one also sounds like one that the best way to see it would be hopefully through one of the lights on tours that they offer. Yeah. Since all you, since if it is exactly like the original, which they make well, it. This was house of the year in 2008 yeah. actually too. Um, but yeah, they, well, speaking of the lights on tour in, I know you go through a lot because you like seeing little details and yeah. stuff like that. And this is, this is just an example of how well they really dress these houses. They said there was a picture of the storyteller scene on the wall. Yeah. And one of the things, and I'm like, that's so cool to me that they like, I, I, I just love that there's that, there's always that thread, you know? Yeah, I, I like I like the little hidden elements in the houses. But yeah, just like you said, uh, in the, when they described the original Dead Exposure in their blog, uh, they mentioned that it was complete darkness with only bright flashes revealing the zombie hordes surrounding you, and they're bringing back that same terror. So, I mean, by all means, it sounds like it is going to be the exact same style, just the flashing yeah. to, to help illuminate the room. So it... it absolutely could be a thing since i didn't experience the original i'm just guessing but it could be a thing where if you want to see the details in this house it it's a way to do it would be to do the lights on tour. yeah it seems like this is gonna be a tough one when you go through again to really spot it in that two seconds of light you're getting and i think it's also pretty safe to say if you do suffer from a seizure yeah yeah do not my friend don't even think about it i'm sorry ashley i didn't mean to reveal your secret on air here but if you listen to this ashley i don't think you even do halloween horror nights but if you do i'll wait for you Good to know. Good to know on that. But very excited for this one. I cannot wait for it. So still plenty more announcements to go. But uh, the fact that we have one intellectual property, one uh, one original house, and it is technically the first week of May and all this, that is, that's great news. That is that is just excellent news. So, so much more to come from that. And we will keep you updated on it, as always, with our thoughts and feelings on it. But we are going to move on to the next portion of our show. And this portion is going to be our in-park portion because we are talking about the grand opening of Fast and Furious Supercharged. Mm, I'm supercharged up about this. Yes, so am I. So, uh, actually, it's part of a greater media event that, well, as of the time that this is released, uh, it will have already been over, but as of the time we're recording, uh, we are just hours away from the start of it, honestly, and uh, we will get to uh, go into, over a two-night event, we will have some time at Voodoo Donuts as Mm. part of our first real big media event in there. And then on Wednesday, which was yesterday, we have the absolute grand opening of Fast and Furious Supercharged. Yes, I know what you're saying. 
It is technically out of technical rehearsal and already had its opening, and it's now officially open. Uh, but the grand opening moment is happening at this point, and now I'm just going in circles and confusing myself. But shame on Universal for confusing us, too, by having <laughs> technical rehearsal going into the officially open and then after that, the grand opening. But I'm just joking. It's it's going to be a really great time. I'm very excited about it. It's, I haven't since we've been in California the past week, I haven't been able to really keep up with uh, what the wait times have been since it went into its official opening. But uh, I, I know at least the soft openings as the technical rehearsals, it was just kind of all over the place with the wait really ranging anywhere from like 15 minutes to an hour. So I'm, I'm hesitant. I know, I know I I've seen feedback all over the place too. A lot of, a lot of universal annual pass holders are not happy about the attraction they feel like it's it's a letdown but then at the the opposite spectrum a lot of uh, just random thoughts i've seen from people who are just fans of the fast and furious movies seem to actually enjoy the overall experience from the queue all the way through the attraction so uh, i i didn't honestly think that it would be such a a, a divisive dis- law i didn't think it would be just like uh, so weird. I thought it was actually going to be uh, a runaway hit right yeah. from right from opening with, you know, not not a not like Pandora, not flight of passage waits to get on it, but so many people out there love Fast and Furious movies that I thought we'd be seeing, you know, maybe like an hour long wait is the normal with sometimes spiking up to two hours, but I guess we'll have to we'll have to see how that plays out in time. And this isn't really about our opinions on how long the ride should be or not. It's about our experience at the grand opening. So instead of instead of just sitting in here and rambling about it, we'll take you out and show you our experience at the media event for Fast and Furious Supercharged. Hey everyone, we're here at Universal City Walk just like we promised. Well, I don't know if we promised to be here, but we promised to be at Universal Orlando. And we just started our multi-day event for Fast and Furious Supercharged. And we're kicking things off with a bang outside of Voodoo Donut. Sorry, my water was going to blow away. It was. I've got the bacon maple bar right here. Rhino's got... I've got a mystery. We haven't figured it out yet because it, they're all labeled except for this massive, what I can only say is a child. Yeah, it is. donut. Like, it is... Very large. It, it's like a fritter with peanut butter and... Oh, my God. It looks so... Yeah. So, uh, we just did watch the opening ceremony, which was pretty cool. The, the founders of Voodoo Donut came out. And it was just a little spectacle, so take a look at it here. So, the bear! Trace. Nice to see you, Cat Daddy. Nice to see you. Oh, would you look at that? 
my face on another box. Oh my goodness, look at that. Congratulations. We had a lot of inspiration, Baron. Thank you. Take it away, Baron. All right, good day, everyone. Hello. I said good day, everyone. There we are, that's right. There you are. Yes, it's true. I am the infamous, strikingly handsome and charming Baron. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've had many jobs in my time as a voodoo master. I've been a soul collector, a grave digger, a voodoo entrepreneur. I mean, the list just goes on. Am I right? Looking at you. <laughs> but most recently, I found a new hobby. A donut connoisseur. Oh, I can't help but be drawn into those delectable, tempting tastes of a voodoo donut. Oh, the flavors, boys, the flavors. Who knew? Oh my goodness, they're so good, aren't they? They're unique ingredients the unique flavor, the eclectic decorations. Oh, and people love coming back again and again to Voodoo Donut because everyone has a favorite flavor. And what's my personal favorite? Why, the Voodoo Dog Donut, of course! <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you all to experience a Voodoo Donut. And I'll tell you a little secret. Good things come in pink boxes. <laughs> so, what do you say we open this house of pastry goodness, everybody? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Take it away, Baron. Trace, Cat Daddy, come on, you do the honors. Hey, will you help us count down from oh, five? Oh, of course, all right. All right, everybody, all right. let's help them out. Can I get a drum roll, please? There we are. All right, everybody. Five, four, three, two, one! Hello, boys! Ladies and gentlemen, Voodoo Donut is now officially open! Which I was pretty neat, but now we've got some donuts to eat. Oh gosh, I ones the bacon smell. I know. Off of this yeah. is intense. We gotta try ones that we haven't already had from our first day here, so watch us just get completely disgusting with donuts. What looks good tonight, Rhino? Every single thing I can see. Is there it's, one that you're looking at in particular? Well, I don't know what's in this guy with the eyes. And then there's also a peanut butter and chocolate one uh, that looks very vaguely, like that's a crawler, clearly. And so I feel like I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna be piggy and grab two of them. Take a big bite so all of them. Right, right? I've tried like 10 of them already, so we're in a little bit of a danger area. I think Rhino grabbed the one with the eyes first. I'm not sure what it's called. It looks like a Boston cream. It looks like a Boston cream, so since we're here at Voodoo Donuts, I would probably call it a Boston scream, but that's probably not the name. Put him on staff. Oh. It's good. This is another one that's really good. Don't fill up on that one, we gotta try more. No, 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 I'm, I'm taking it easy out. I'm moving on now to the bacon maple bar. Like you said, Rhino, you can smell this. Oh, the bacon. 
can smell it from a mile away. Man, you look mean. They're messing around. Lord. That's pretty. Mm. Is there stuff in it? No? Just on the outside? Oh my. Yeah, just on the outside. Whoa! <laughs> just on the outside of this one. Yeah, there's the maple on the outside, the piece of bacon on top, and then super fresh, super delicious donut, like all of them. This is actually truly one of the best bacon maple donuts I've ever had. Um, I've had a lot. It's something that I usually try to get places. I think this one's got the perfect combination, balance of flavors, so try it. Got your mouth germs all over this. Yeah, I did. It is definitely mapley and bacony. I don't like the combination of maple and bacon. I've just, I've never enjoyed it. I don't know why. I'm, I'm I know I'm in the minority here, but if you do, this piece of bacon on here is super good, like very crispy, and it really has that like breakfast taste to it. I can definitely see being like this, like a staple of like you come to Universal, you come and get the maple bacon donut. But I'm a peanut butter gal, so I'm gonna get into this guy. I don't know what it's called yet because we still this it's very crowded inside of that room, but it is just dripping with like peanut butter and chocolate. I'm gonna tear. I'm gonna tear. Clearly a crawler. I'll tell you right now, it's as good as it looks. So, maybe better than it looks. I feel like you're underselling that, it by. That, yeah, I feel like I am. It's that sugary, you know, like the crawlers have that extra like sugar on top where you just get it and you're like, ah. Oh. I don't know why, but they're just so special. This is definitely has about that peanut butter with the peanuts. Oh my god, it just takes it up to this whole new level. I was gonna try and be good and only have like the one bite, but I'm gonna have two ones. Thanks to Movie Magic, I went in and checked the name. This one's the Memphis Mafia. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh. It's like, there's yeah. like a taste that gets you It's like a through. cinnamon roll topped with chocolate and peanuts and peanut butter. Oh my goodness, this is delicious. This is really, really good. It might be one of my favorites. I would actually agree with that. The fact that it has the cinnamon sugar swirl in there just adds something extra to it. It's really, really good. Um, just to update to the first one we had with the eyes, that was actually the Portland Cream. So, Boston Cream, Portland Cream, that was that bub. So far, the Bacon Maple Bar, Portland Cream, Memphis Mafia, all good. Let's see, see what else we can get into, though. Another one I haven't had yet is the Butterfinger one. And I'm ready.
really good take on the yeah, really good take on the candy bar. My God, there is not a bad donut here at this place. I'm just super impressed. Have you had this one, Rhino? Yes, it's delicious. Okay, then never mind. You don't get to try it. No, you can eat the whole thing. Yeah. We've changed locations. We have moved from Voodoo Donut, the Universal City Walk. Now we are over at Low Sapphire Falls, and we are getting a taste of some of the new flavors that we can expect to see at Universal's Aventura Hotel as well as some of the uh, some of the other dishes at the hotels throughout the property so uh, we're actually starting right off with a lamb dish yeah yes the only thing is I think we took the, the photo ready lamb stuff so it's chili yeah so mm. but still pretty tender you know what? We'll get fresh ones, and then we'll let you know what we think of it. Oh, yeah. Okay, these are the Marrakech lamb skewers. Yeah. And as Rhino said, these are, or I said it, can't even remember now, these are going to be available at Universal's Aventura Hotel opening up this fall. It's served on the plate with... Um, with heirloom tomatoes, avocado, blood orange, something. yeah, blood orange, goat cheese, and uh, let's try it now. It's very comparable to like a lamb meatball, mm -hmm. so it's pretty tender. Yeah, like soft. You know, sometimes you get lamb is a little dried out. Exactly. I'm gonna try it with all the flavors mixed together. Yeah, you got to get everything together, and yeah. then it's just really delicious. The avocado, the goat cheese, and then the little bit of salt. Mm. Fancy. I'm excited to try this when it's available. One thing we did forget to mention is when we were walking into the resort, they handed us a mojito. It seemed very refreshing. Zen mojito. Yeah, a Zen mojito. Didn't say what the name of it was right away. Didn't ask. But then we came to find out that the Zen mojito is actually one of the featured drinks that will be on the rooftop lounge at Universal's Aventura Hotel, so I actually enjoyed it. I don't usually go for mojitos. R17 but... Bistro? Yep. Yeah. yeah. But it was uh, light, it was very refreshing. Like a lot of the things we've had here tonight, light and refreshing, not overly sweet. Just a really nice drink to have. So overall, I like the taste of everything they gave us tonight. So it's not the same as going to the actual resorts and getting it ourselves. But still good. But nice. good. Yeah, good little preview. Good yeah. little preview of what to expect. This was very nice of Universal to put this on for us tonight. Give us a little food, a little drink, having a good time. So that's actually it for us tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. I mean, it's going to seem like no time at all for you guys. A snap of the fingers. <laughs> for like us, it. yeah. For Come us, on. it'll be a whole day. I'm, we're walking over each other. I was going to have room. I was going to... I was going to say a spoiler for a movie by accident. Oh, good thing you didn't. Well, Rhino's going to eat his steak that he got more of. And we'll be back tomorrow with our coverage from the grand, grand opening of Fast and Furious Supercharged. Just like that, it's another day. Yes, day two is commencing. And we are at Universal Studios Florida getting ready for the grand opening ceremony. Of Fast and Furious Supercharged, so very excited. 
I think we got a little bit of uh, processions before we actually head over to the attraction and the big spectacle and such happens, but I don't know. We haven't gone inside yet, so we're going to have to go in, see what's happening, and take you through it. And now I found myself right outside of Fast and Furious Supercharged awaiting the grand opening ceremony. There is Rhino down below. He's not up on the media riser. Looks like he's holding a drink of sorts, but I don't know what that could possibly be. Um, but yeah, the ceremony's gonna be starting here soon. Should be exciting, should be a lot of action. Could be celebrities, could be Vin Diesel. Uh, looks like they're gonna drive a car through a wall, so that could also be a really good time. But yeah, just hanging out, seeing what happens. So I'm also here with another, another celebrity too of sorts. So it does look like San Francisco. Yeah, it does. Once you look around. Is Ghirardelli yeah. open? Because I'm going to go get chocolate. No, 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 no. There's different park. Different park. Oh, that is. But there is pie on a stick. Pie so I need to keep waiting up. We'll check back in once the ceremony happens. Show it off, and then we're going to have some fun. Please welcome Jordana Brewster, who plays me at Toretto.
brother Tyrese Gibson who plays Roman. You are going to see it with us tonight. You're going to experience with us tonight. We are so happy to have you here. And we want to give a big round of applause to Universal for making it happen. Yeah! Who's ready to see this ride? What we have to do next is actually unlock it. So do you, do you have the key? I don't have a key. You, we you could, guys you guys have the key? We could, Who's got the key out there? Anybody? I'm just kidding. We've got this fence and this lock wired to this detonator. So then, if you would, Press the button on the detonator at the end of our countdown. We would be honored. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's count it down for five, ladies and gentlemen. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the family. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for the Fast Family. In just a few minutes, our night will continue inside Fast and Furious Supercharged. But first, Let's grab a few family photos. Make some noise out there, ladies and gentlemen. The grand opening moment just happened. Surprises and everything. Yeah, so we got Vin Diesel just like we expected, but even more. I suspected Jordana Brewster, and I was delivered on my suspectation. You were. That no Michelle Rodriguez, though, no. but we also got Tyrese. Luda. And Ludacris, yeah. so... I'm, uh, I'm a big Ludacris fan, so I'm pretty excited he's yeah. roaming around here somewhere. And we knew a car was going through that door, but, you know, it was it was really cool. Yeah. It was it was a really fun also, uh, opening for an event. I thought the Academy of Villains coming out was a nice, like, I enjoyed oh my God, that. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool, like, way to get you hyped up. Well, when they said, like, oh, dancing, yeah. I was, I was like... like Okay, what is this? And then Hooters. As soon as they started, it was like instantly. I was yeah. like, "That's Academy of Villains." Yeah, I've seen them enough at HHN to know that that was them. It's, and that it's was, nice it was they excellent. keep them on the payroll. Exactly. So uh, we still have a night full of fun to go. Opening ceremony was great. There's pies on a stick. Yeah, we've got food to eat. We've got the ride to see. We got a lot to do, so we're not gonna waste any more time. We just got off the party bus. You can't hear any of this music. Yeah, I'm doing like Night at the Roxbury. It's really embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. Rhino, so this was the first time that both of us have been on it. This one. We this one. We have both done Hollywood. Yes. I will say this. I think there is a major improvement at this attraction over the one in Hollywood. I think the queue is loaded with stuff to look at. I, I feel like, I hate to say this word again because I heard it about 75 times tonight, but the word immersive keeps yeah. being thrown around. But it's, it's not wrong. I feel like once you enter the garage, you make your way through the queue, by the time you get on the party bus, like, and you get in this attraction, you really do have that like vibe going oh, really yeah. well for you. And I feel like that really adds to the attraction. Absolutely. I love the queue entirely, including the Easter eggs, the ones to the past attractions, the, the out of time license plate. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, all of it was just really cool. And then I love the addition of the physical sets. And I think the yeah. use of the trackless vehicles is really undervalued. It's really interesting, it's, actually, yeah. I mean, it is still bumpy. It is still a simulator at its heart. But those the ride in and then out of the main show scene is just smooth and fun. Yeah. So 
there's there's a lot of uh, great technology inside this I think attraction. it has a lot of re rewritability. Uh, I think some people who I think people who are fans of the movies are going to love the over the top ridiculous action that's in this ride. Yeah. Um, but I do think that because so much is happening on both sides of the of the party bus that you're going to want to ride this more than once so you yeah. can really kind of you don't really even know where to look. The first time I would say ride on the right side because yeah. the first scene that's, that's where it's important to be over there but then after that uh, you can be on either side in the middle doesn't matter. All I would say for this is just just go in and have fun with it. It's a yeah. really it's a really fun ride it, at its heart. It, it really embodies the, the feelings of the movies. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not seriousness. It's just ridiculous fun, you know. Exactly. And I, I so I, I will commend it on that being very like in line yeah, with that. You it's know? it's very goofy. Yeah. Do not go in thinking this is the most serious attraction you've ever been on. But overall, I'd actually say it's well done, and I prefer not having it in 3D versus Hollywood. Yeah. I I loved being able to be in there without having 3D glasses on. That's just my opinion. Of course, we want to hear y'all's opinions too, so y'all can chime down in the comments below. We're probably going to enjoy this maybe another time or two. We're going to enjoy the rest of our little event here, and that'll send it back to the studio. Back to you. Boy, that was a hoot. Uh, I, yeah, sure was. Sure was. <laughs> oh, good, good time. So we hope you enjoyed that little look into our, our behind-the-scenes media event uh, at Fast and Furious Supercharged and... Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about the attraction more as it goes on. We'll have to do a full dedicated episode to our, uh, our, our whole thoughts and feelings, kind of like our, our attraction reviews that we've done in the past for uh, the Universal Hall of Fame and such. So look for that uh, as the dust continues to settle. But yeah, very, very exciting stuff. So that's actually going to do it for... This week's show, again, not a, none of the, the most uh, groundbreaking show we've ever had before, but um, at least we didn't set that up from the start. So thank you very much, Rhino, for having this conversation with me. You're welcome. Oh, and thank you, everyone out there who listened and watched to it. We really do appreciate it. Of course, if you need any more information, head over to disunplugged.com, home of our show notes for this show and all the others on the Disunplugged Podcast Network, as well as uh, you'll be able to find links to our social media accounts there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and then you'll also be able to find our email, uopodcast at disunplugged.com, if you ever have any questions that you want to submit uh, for this show, specifically those of you out there who are listening. Of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can always leave in the comments below questions that uh, you want us to answer on upcoming shows or just general comments about uh, this show, what you think of Fast and Furious Supercharged, what you think about Dead Exposure, what you think about our faces, anything like that. It's all over the place. Mm. It's yours. And, and of course, make sure you're subscribed and hit that thumbs up button. And for those of you listening on iTunes, of course, all, as always, subscribe to us as well as rate and review us. So thank you once again out there to everyone who did take the time to listen and watch us. We really do appreciate it. And we will be back with you next week for another edition of the Dizum plugged but until then remember no resolutions